Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. They're halting the use of the Moderna vaccination in California. It's reports of allergic reactions. This is not all vaccines. This is the Moderna vaccine. And a specific lot of the vaccine. 41L20A. A recommendation came forward that they should stop. They should do an investigation. They should take a look. 330,000 doses from the lot arrived in California between January 5th and January 12th. Distributed to over 280 providers. Fewer than 10 people who all received the vaccine at the same community site needed medical attention over a 24-hour period. Now, is that overreaction? I don't think so, and I admit that I cannot say so. You want to check, you want to double-check, you want to recheck. I think that makes sense. What I am not is surprised that something like this could happen. We were going to see people have reactions. That is not in any way saying that the vaccines themselves don't work for the vast majority of the population, like we're seeing with Pfizer. There are people who are desperate to see these things. So they can say, you see, see, look what Trump did, and they rushed it. You really think Moderna rushed a vaccine to satisfy Donald Trump? I think you're out of your head. The CDC has said that COVID-19 vaccines can cause side effects for a few days. Fever, chills, headaches, swelling, or, or a tiredness. Normal signs that your body is building protection. Severe reactions are rare. The rate of anaphylaxis which can block breathing, blood pressure drops, one in 100,000. Me, I'm Tony Katz. I do not cause anaphylaxis. Tony Katz today, 833-GOT-TONY, 833-468-8669. I sometimes forget if I introduce myself, so sometimes I'll do it twice. It's not the vaccine having some kind of deja vu effect on you. These things do happen. And people focus on these things happening. So they can say, aha, look what Trump did. One of the horrors of 2020, one of the horrors of this pandemic is that we said, hey, how can we make it political? Moderna, Pfizer did not do anything to risk the entirety of their company and their stature and their status to make Donald Trump happy. Did not happen. It's a maddening proposition. It really is ugly how that goes. Now, one of the uglier stories is that California isn't doing a good job of getting people vaccinated. And people want to put that on the Trump administration, but other states are doing well. Florida is doing well. I don't know if I'll say perfect again. I don't know how to say that. Right? And the people who want to make the claim, very often they don't know how to say it either. I know. I mean, do you think giving a vaccine is like, hey, okay, here, here is uh, your burger and here's your shake. Oh, and here's your vaccine. By the way, if we had given vaccines at drive-thrus, you know, uh, onion rings and a vaccine, please. That'd be my Burger King order. My Burger King, onion rings at Burger King. It's been a long time, but I would do that right now. Uh, do they do still do onion rings? Yeah.
Okay, oh, oh yeah. Oh, oh, that's good. Uh, fr- fries from, from McDonald's, onion rings from Burger King, a Frosty from Wendy's. Uh, from Arby's, I assume I'd go Jamocha Shake, but maybe I could be convinced to try something else with the meats. Um, uh, from Carl's Jr. Hardee's, uh, I literally, uh, any burger will, will do me because that's my, my guilty pleasure food. Uh, In-N-Out Burger, uh, I just, you know, a burger is just fine. I, what, what else do you need specialty? The real specialty things are fries at McDonald's, onion rings at Burger King, Frosty at Wendy's. Like, that's it. Those are, the, those are some food groups right there. That'll, that'll do you just fine. Boom, get a vaccine and done. My state, Indiana. I, I, I'm not a fan of lockdowns. I'm not a fan of quarantines. I'm not a fan of, of, of how the, the, the state went about doing those things. I never thought they worked, and I was proven right by the data. But how they're doing vaccine rollout, which is much more of a top-down approach, it seems, in Indiana versus, let's say, Florida, where it was Governor Ron DeSantis saying to the hospitals, hey, you figure this out. You know how to do this. Go to it, which is a fine approach. But it's working in Indiana. I don't hear, I, I talk to doctors all the time, I do not hear complaints about rollout of vaccine in Indiana at all. Now, some of this could have to do with straight-up population, Population in California versus population in Indiana versus population in Florida versus population in New York. Some of it could have to do with population density. And that you need different programs for different places and you can't top down the thing. There is no one size fits all. That could have a lot to do with this. Wouldn't we be better off as a society? If we were taking a look at how these things were happening, engaging in best practices, and then allowing people, helping them, states or municipalities, make the changes on the fly in terms of the distribution. If there's an issue with a specific lot of vaccine, that can happen. I'm talking now about the distribution side, not the the conversation uh, around uh, Moderna. We also have things coming from, I think it's Johnson Johnson AstraZeneca. In, in, a, in a few weeks. Let me give you an example about how these things happen. There's a recall on chocolate, which is super sad. Yesterday, we were discussing a recall on pepperoni hot pockets. Equally sad. So there's this group called Lake Champlain Chocolates, right? I have never, ever heard of Lake Champlain, or is it Champlain? Right? Never, never heard of them. I, I, I didn't even go, oh, yeah, look at that, LakeChamplainChocolates.com. There you go. You just go, and they, they got, they got the, the the website right there. Oh, look at that. You can you get the chocolates. You want, you want me to order you some chocolates for Valentine's there, Producer Ari? Yeah, it's romantic. I, I will tell you. They got the seasonal, and then they got the occasion, and they got they got the gifts. Let's see what they got in the valley. Oh, they've got oh truffles or chocolate. Which one do you want? Truffles Ooh, or chocolate? Chocolate. We'll go with chocolate right there. How about just an assortment, or do you want some handcrafted or some chocolate clusters? Uh, I'm or a just dark some chocolate, chocolate bars? Guy. You want some chocolate bars? I'm a dark chocolate guy, so dark You're chocolate a, bars. Do you know what we're gonna go with chocolate bars right there? By the way, Lamp, Lake uh, Champlain chocolates would be a great sponsor for this show. I'm just saying. I'm just saying what it is. Um, all right, so I'm looking. I'm looking. I'm looking to see if they have uh, the the dark. There it is, hazelnut crunch dark chocolate bar. It's four bucks. I, I will get you some. I don't know how it happened, 
but they found brittle plastic pieces in a finished product. So they're recalling a whole bunch of stuff. The hazelnut five-star bar they have, an almond one, a granola one, the fruit and nut five-star bar, which admittedly, admittedly, if you're eating something chocolate with fruits and nuts in it, how could you even distinguish it from plastic? How would you know? I mean, it's just gross. What's wrong with you? But they make chocolate. They've been making chocolate for a long time. How in the world does plastic get in? Because sometimes it gets in. They didn't invent a vaccine that had a few people getting a reaction. It's chocolate. There's a recipe. They follow it to a T. They've been in business for years. Since the first chuckle that was made in 1983. So it's 2021, 1983. They've been in business for 522 years. I did the math all by myself, producer Ari. You don't have to check me. Things happen. This is my point. Things happen. You don't want them to happen. I hold nothing against Lake Champlain chocolates, and I will order some today, Ari, to prove to you how much I care and to see what happens to you. Eh. To get to get angry at Moderna, to say, oh, Moderna rushed it, that's all politics and unhelpful to the larger scale conversations, unhelpful to how we deal with coronavirus and how we beat this thing. I don't think we should live in fear. I don't think we should live in our houses. I don't think we should live in lockdown. None of that. I think the restaurants and bars and everything else should be open. Open and ready to go. But sometimes, even with the tried and true businesses, things happen. They happen. And you have to deal with it. And you have to take a look at what it is that's going on. How do we fix this scenario? That's what you got to do. That's what they're doing in chocolate, and that's what they're doing in the vaccine. I am not freaked out by what's going on with Moderna. I'm certainly going to watch how it happens. How do these states go about delivering the vaccine? Maybe they should be learning from each other. And maybe recognizing that not everything has to be some level of of top-down insanity. But no, they want to politicize it? Fine. People will not get the vaccine. People, I'll use your vernacular, people will die because you want to score political points. I can think of nothing more twisted than that. I'm Tony Katz. Secretary Mike Pompeo is going out with a bang and a how do you do? Tony Katz, so good to be with you. Tony Katz today, Facebook dot com slash Tony Katz radio. Be sure to like the page. Yeah, we're still there. This uh, from uh, the State Department. The United States of America has led the world in holding the perpetrators of the most heinous human rights abuses accountable. From the Nuremberg trials to the creation of the Genocide Convention in 1948 to the declaration of ISIS's recent genocide against the Yazidis, Christians, and other religious minorities in Iraq and Syria. Americans have given voice to those who have been silenced by evil and stood with the living who cry out for truth, the rule of law, and justice. 
for the past four years, this administration has been exposed has exposed the nature of the Chinese Communist Party and called it what it is a marxist leninist regime that exerts power over the long suffering chinese people through brainwashing and brute force specifically he's discussing the uyghur muslims in the xinjiang uyghur autonomous region in western china While the CCP, the Chinese Communist Party, has always exhibited a profound hostility to all people of faith, we have watched with growing alarm the party's increasingly repressive treatment of the Uyghurs and other ethnic and religious minority groups. This is... I mean, this is just... Drop it on on the desk and walk out the door stuff that the, the Biden people are going to have to deal with after careful examination of, av- of the available facts. I have determined that since at least March 2017, the People's Republic of China, under the direction and control of the Chinese Communist Party, has committed crimes against humanity, against the predominantly Muslim Uyghurs and other members of ethnic and religious minority groups in Xinjiang, the arbitrary imprisonment or other severe deprivation of physical liberty of more than one million civilians, forced sterilization, torture of a large number of those arbitrarily detained, forced labor, and the imposition of draconian restrictions on freedom of religion or belief, freedom of expression, and freedom of movement. I am so curious as to what it is the Biden people do. Because the the, the absolute silence that the political left has regarding China, regarding the Uyghur Muslims, regarding the Hong Kongers. It's distressing. And that's not to say that you listening might be on the political left and be like, hey, I've talked about it. I mean, it would be a more of a leadership conversation, right? How would I know if you put something on Twitter? I didn't see it right. The question could be, well, why is uh, Mike Pompeo doing this now? Well, Mike Pompeo could be doing this now because they had a different plan if Trump won and Trump didn't win. Right? That's the... That's the story. Trump didn't win. Whatever you think about the election, I, I don't tell you not to think it. I say, here we are. And so you had to drop this stuff when you had to drop this stuff. And you had to make your uh, declaration, if you will, when you had to make your declaration. And that's what's happening right now. Recognition of China as the enemy is the thing. I shouldn't say the thing. I don't know if there is the thing. Is a thing. One of the things. There you go. That I am most worried about. It is my belief that Joe Biden doesn't have a concept of how to properly deal with China. Neither a willingness to properly deal with a China, with with a a communist Chinese uh, regime. Won't call it out, won't call it out by name, won't speak clearly to power. The party is more interested in attacking Republicans than they are in defending against communists. Well, I I get it. It's hard to fight against uh, those people that, you know, you secretly align with or not so secretly. Maybe inconveniently. 
I mean, you're not the kind of communist that they are in China, but you do fantasize. And don't tell me that you don't. If you really believe in silencing people, if you believe in ideas of um, not allowing people onto certain networks, if you believe in the idea that you have to admit that Joe Biden won the election before you're allowed to do an interview here, if you believe in the struggle sessions, which I'm going to get into, well, then you're closer to the communist Chinese than you think. Really and truly. You're emulating them all over the place. And it's horrific. So why would I think that Joe Biden is up to the task? Or why would I think that Kamala Harris is up to the task of handling this and these people? You think they're up to the task of handling Iran? They're so desperate to get back into the nuclear deal. So desperate to take a look at the Abraham Accords and say, That's unnecessary. Let's make sure that Iran still has the hegemony in the area. Right? Let's make sure that they are the ones who have the control. Hegemony. Leadership. Dominance. H-E-G-E-M-O-N-Y. Hegemony. So desperate. I don't know why. I don't know why it is you're so desperate to deal with the number one state sponsor of terror in the world. But you are. What makes me think you'll handle them properly? What makes me think you'll handle China properly? Please don't get me wrong. I am not happy with with this election. This isn't what I wanted. Not at all. Not at all. To see children, children in charge, low minds with low values. Their problem is they think it's all about Trump. (coughs) We think it's all about the country. And if it's not about the country, well, then what in the world do we think we're having a conversation about? I mentioned the struggle sessions. Stick around. I'm going to get to that. Because we're in it if you're on the political right. And there's a way out. This is Tony Katz today. So there's a very funny story about Joe Biden. And it has to do with a travel ban. Sorry, I was uh, just reading how uh, uh, one of the uh, propagandists of China, the China Daily EU bureau chief, Chen Weiwa, I believe I'm pronouncing his name right. Less than 24 hours before Secretary of Disinformation Mike Pompeo is gone for good. Time to celebrate. This because Secretary Pompeo tweeted out, I've determined that the People's Republic of China is committing genocide and crimes against humanity in Xinjiang, China, targeting Uyghur Muslims and members of other ethnic and religious minority groups, just as we discussed. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. It's good to be with you. On Facebook, Tony Katz Radio, the phone number, feel free, call in 833-GOT-TONY, 833-468-8669. If this propaganda machine from China Daily can call the Secretary of State the Secretary of Disinformation without a warning label from Twitter, that in and of itself, the whole question, the whole problem. Why would that language 
be allowed if President Trump's language is not. What we are looking for is consistency. Holding people to the standard is important. It absolutely, positively is important. And when they don't live up to the standard, it is our job to shine the light and say you're not living up to the standard. You want to talk about violent rhetoric, yet Kathy Griffin posing with Donald Trump's severed head is still allowed on your platform. It's hard to hold a moral high ground when you can't even get that right. And if you say to me, Tony, uh, she apologized, she did it one time, she reposted it. You could say to me she apologized, she did it one time, but she reposted it. So therefore, what's the argument? No remorse, no caring. It's good to incite people to violent action. That's problematic. That's a real issue. The misinformation on Twitter continues apace. Let's get back to Joe Biden because this travel ban is hilarious. So President Trump decided, you know, we've had this 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 ban from uh, uh, from nations coming in from Europe, right? Because of, of coronavirus, we've we've had this we've had this ban. And uh, and and so you know what they're doing now on the planes is they're saying, uh, you know, uh, if if you get the vaccine, if you take a test, uh, we're good. If you take a test and you don't have coronavirus, uh, we're good to go. You can come. You 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 can come. And so you know what? No more uh, stopping those flights. Well, now the Biden incoming team has said, not so fast. Yeah, we're still not going to allow those in. Oh, is that right? Is that right? We're not going to allow those flights in. Why are you banning flights from Europe? Are you also banning flights from China? Why is that? I mean, I thought that this was xenophobic to do just just flat out wrong and and despicable unacceptable and we should yell and scream about it now it's the biden's doing it and it's it's that's ah, cool that's fine no problem whatsoever they have to live by their own rules and i love it now was trump right to change the 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 travel man I don't think so. Did he do it just to create a political problem for Joe Biden? I do think so. Is that right? Uh, I don't like it. (laughs) I don't. I don't like it. I, I hate those kinds of things. But I understand that it happens in the real world. I totally get that it exists in the real world. And that's why it exists here. Right? That's why it's going down. But there are going to be so many things that the Biden team is going to have to get into, and people are going to realize, oh, wait, you're not changing it? 
you're not going to make a change to this policy, to that policy, to that foreign policy, to that. So you're saying that the Trump administration got it right. We already know this is true about Russia. They're not going to change policy on Russia. They're not going to change policy on Russia. We know this to be true. So that means that um, that they have it right. So why did we hear for the last years that Trump had it wrong and Trump was so terrible and Trump was so horrible and all these things? We're going to learn exactly how much gaslighting took place. That's what we learned just, we're not even a day into the Biden years. And by the way, it does pay me in a way to say the Biden years, it really does. We're not a day into the Biden years and we already see where everything has just been a giant lie, all gaslighting. It was xenophobia to not let people into the country. Remember, if you stop China from traveling, it's only going to upset them. They said everything under the sun. They didn't mean it. They didn't mean it. Uh, they, 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 they saw their way clear to saying, hey, here's, here's what we can do. Here's what we can do to attack Donald Trump. And attacking Donald Trump is the only thing that matters. It's no way to live. Can't you just disagree on the things you disagree about and say, you know what, this is fine? That can't get done? That's irrational? Good Lord. Good Lord, you seem to lead very, very, very unhappy, unfulfilled lives. I'm Figures Malloy with the Bourbon Minute, brought to you by the Eat, Drink, Smoke podcast. Well, it's not bourbon, but coffee fanatics will soon have a new option in beverages, and it's from Coca-Cola. That's right, Coca-Cola with coffee, which officially hits ready-to-drink coffee aisles nationwide this month, fuses the familiar, authentic taste of Coca-Cola with the flavor of 100% Brazilian coffee. Three signature flavors, dark blend, vanilla, and caramel will be offered in 12-ounce cans, which will also contain 69 milligrams of caffeine. More details on this are available on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash eatdrinksmoke. This was the Bourbon Minute brought to you by Eat, Drink, Smoke. It's your cigar bourbon foodie radio extravaganza. Check it out on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, or your favorite podcast platform. Eat, Drink, Smoke. Sydney Powell's dropping her lawsuit in Georgia. Not sure if that's going to change anybody's mind or not. But uh, it turns out that um, when she claimed that she had it on voter fraud, maybe not yet. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. If it sounds like I'm saying I told you so, I'm not. What I will tell you regarding Sidney Powell is that I said the words here on this show, and I will not hide from my own words. 
You have proof of fraud. Let's see it. You can't go about claiming that the governor of Georgia, right, is taking bribes. You can't make that claim. You're out of your head. But what I said is if you've got the proof, show it. And people said to me, she doesn't have to show you, she has to show a judge. Well, show a judge. But eventually you got to show people like me. You got to show the court of public opinion. By now, the day before the inauguration, man, it, <laughs> it is gonna be it's gonna be tough for the next week to be on the political right because what you're gonna hear is, look what you did. And you're gonna be like, I didn't do nothing. Right? That's like saying to everybody on, on the political left about riots and murders, look what you did. Wasn't everybody on the political left? The real difference is we're people talking about the thing, and they're people who totally hid the thing. They still won't accept the fact. They try and say, well, you know, there's, there's a difference. Oh, there's a, there's a big difference between the riots at the Capitol and the, the small places where, where there was uh, pockets of, of violence. Pockets of violence. No, no. Isolated instances of property destruction. That's some Orwellian stuff right there. It wasn't isolated. There was somewhere between a billion and two billion dollars worth of worth of damage done. And that's not me saying it, that's Andrew Sullivan who's on the left. And where Andrew Sullivan and I come together is the very conversation of free speech and its value. So we can each put ideas into the sphere, into the public sphere, and then ideas can be batted around and some will work and some won't. That's what you should want. It is not that I agree with Andrew Sullivan is what makes him valuable. It's that he agrees that we both should be able to speak. And one of the things that we should do is call out BS, which is the New York Times saying that the summer's isolated incidents of looting and property destruction, that's all it was. It wasn't isolated. It wasn't one place. It was Seattle for months and Portland for months and Minneapolis for months. And then it was places like Indianapolis and Chicago and New York and cities all across the country. All across the country 2037 officers were injured at least 30 people dead more than 50 police officers injured include you know i mean that's just the way it went five people died in the capitol riots 30 people died across the country and for the record it isn't worse because it happened at the capitol i oppose what happened at the capitol but it isn't worse if you tell me it's worse t tell that to the business owner in minneapolis who had their shop destroyed and burnt to the ground <laughs> the capital's a sacred place but this woman's business isn't i can't buy into that i can't buy into that at all but sydney powell dropping the lawsuit is just does that calm people down i mean seriously does that calm people down? I, I don't know. Because I would argue that the whole idea of calming people down is part of the gaslighting. Right? It's people like Senator Ted Lieu, not Senator, Congressman, please, Lord, don't ever let this man be a, uh, a senator. Ted Lieu, a, a, a natural-born liar, who says this. 
Absolutely. And it's so easily debunked. It's simply false that thousands of dead people voted. It is false that there were thousands of ballot signature signatures that were uh, fake. It's also false that Dominion voting machines switched thousands of votes. None of this is true. And all Republican leaders have to do is to say that the election was not stolen. And yeah. if they do that, then they can calm down tension. Tensions for whom? By the way, it's nice to know that you have a litmus test of what Republicans have to do. It's like some people saying well, Republicans have to say that Joe Biden didn't steal the election. And if, you, if they don't say that, you shouldn't do an interview with them on television. The Pennsylvania electors should never have been seated for Joe Biden because, as I see it, the legislature, their authority was usurped by the courts. Why did the state certify it? That's a great question. I still say it's wrong. I will not change my mind on that because they haven't given me anything to prove that I should change my mind on that. It's different than saying the election was stolen. I have made the argument that people aren't curious about what happened in Pennsylvania. The incurious, the uncurious people, I look at those people askew. That you're not bothered by that, by that usurpation? I mean, that's, that's, that says a lot about somebody who, who isn't, as far, as far as I see it. Right? What happened at the Capitol is horrible. Nobody should challenge the election. People have been challenging elections for forever. I say Pennsylvania shouldn't have been seated. Joe Biden would still be president, by the way. Right? But I don't think you can look at Pennsylvania the same way you look at everything else. One man's view. But you don't see me uh, pushing for riots or anything else. But what makes anybody think that this is going to calm tensions? Sidney Powell dropping her lawsuit? I think it's going to make a lot of people who believed in the Kraken look foolish. But how is it going to calm tensions? And who worked to calm tensions when the rioting was ongoing in all these places? By the way, they were blocking traffic in Seattle yesterday. Police had to come and arrest people and literally drag them off the streets so traffic could flow again. They're marching in places. Who knows what we're about to see? What tensions, what was done to calm the tensions in Seattle and Portland? Members of Congress saying we should have more uprisings? I mean, what, explain it. Explain every bit of it. Doesn't seem like, uh, doesn't seem like you can. Doesn't seem like you're interested in easing tensions. Doesn't seem like people are interested in easing tensions when you've got people like uh, Jamal Bowman, a new member of, of Congress, pushing forth the idea that, you know, America is never exceptional. Ah, we, we should engage this idea of, of, of uh, American exceptionalism. That's hey, nev- never an exceptional nation. No, 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 no. We have to deal with racism throughout all the institutions again. The systemic racism conversation. Remember, what this hard left wants is to put an end to America as we know it. It's not because I say so. I'm listening to them. They say so. You understand that, right? They see America as fundamentally evil as opposed to fundamentally good. I don't know what they see as better, but I saw one person talking about the uh, 
We should rewrite our constitution to match South Africa. Oh, well, best of luck with that utopian hellscape. We got some things ahead. I'm Tony Katz.